0: You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis.
1: Uh, We're glad to have you here. We're back again with Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, guys. Who talked to us about um, the baby years. And now we're talking what about...
0: What would you do if I sang out of tune? Man, I
1: used to love that show.
0: That was a great show. Great Fred
1: show. Savage and uh, what was her name? Winnie Cooper. Uh, Winnie. You know she's like
0: brilliant? Is yes. she? She, ha- she has an a- actual like mathematic a e- equation named after her. Yeah. The
1: Winnie Cooper? Or, no, like her no, real name. No, like her real <laughs> name. I'm going to
2: call it, it the Winnie the, Cooper. It should be the Winnie Cooper.
0: <laughs> oh, this is the Winnie Cooper move. <laughs> yeah. I don't know move would be the right word there, but. You I know, guess that's yeah. in chess. Yes, that'd be it. So, anyways, uh, love that show. Uh, are chess. you guys uh, at all into uh, Stranger Things? No, but I've heard it's very 80s esque. <sighs> Dude, it is so nostalgic. It is so perfectly done in some ways. Um, it's a great horror. My my family and I we've been watching. It, it was great because is it like a horror show or is oh it like yeah. a okay. oh yeah oh yeah it's all like, scary and like okay. Russians are involved like Mickey jump horror or just like thriller type Kinda horror kind of like anxiety um, like the song thriller he's a I'm sure thriller. that could yeah, yeah. a little bit it's gruesome you know there's that aliens how the song thriller there's, goes? Uh, well, I don't know that was kind of like a disc over. <laughs> he's a <thriller." laughs> I feel I feel like you guys are mocking me here. Anyways, no. back to Stranger you, Things. No, this
1: isn't what we're about, Travis. We don't mock any <laughs> of you at all.
0: There's a lot of me to mock. Let's be honest. Wow, <laughs> you mocked yourself. I did. I that did. That was like a fourth brick wall shame. of mocking. I, can you fat shame yourself? Because you know, I think you can. Oh, anyways, you're not, not as fat. It, no. So I'm no. just I'm you're lovable. Self insulated. That's so what like, I tell my wife. Uh, yeah, preparing just, for the winter. Yes, I that's am. what I'm doing. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I, 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 I am the way that I am, and I eat the way that I eat, because just in case a zombie apocalypse happens, yeah, yeah. It's like a boy I can scout sustain always myself. Be prepared, always be prepared. Always be prepared. I am prepared for a winter. fast and yeah. a <laughs> famine. So so back to Stranger Things. It's nostalgic. It's this great, like, 80s thing, and it's awesome. And it's, it's what I've loved is the three seasons kind of go from these kids are, at like, fifth or sixth grade and kind of what they're dealing with. Then the second season, all of a sudden, they start to discover male and female differences. And there's some, mm. some romantic things that start happening there. And then this last season, they're in high school. And just the dynamics of how friendships shift and change. And the whole time, there's these uh, monsters from the other world, the underworld, that are coming to try and get them. And uh, it's just, I, I think it's exceptionally Interesting. done. Interesting. It's exceptionally done. Mm. But what I love is there's these wonderful nuggets into the heart and the mind of high schoolers in the 80s. Okay. All right. High schoolers in the 80s. So mm. um, it's endearing. If, I mean, if you like me, you grew up on like Breakfast Club and Pretty oh, of Pink course. and that entire, you know, Brat oh, Pack oh, type thing. Oh. oh. What well, song was, was that? That was from, uh, that was from Breakfast Club. Was. I, don't, yes, think was. No. Yes, I was. don't think it was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Don't You
1: Forget About Me. Well,. Don't you. you Yeah, it's at the end And <gasps> he like Forget about me yeah. And remember Judd Nelson throws his hand in the air ah. And it's like Yeah, he's got his ear, He's got her, her earring in Yeah, and yeah. fantastic That's yeah, awesome like The so, Daily so, Cross
0: it, Yeah, yeah. It's, it tags into all of that and, and if you're not watching it I would say just watch it Watch it with your older kids They'll love it It's fantastic It gives glimpses into you When you were grown up Don't watch guys, it. To song.
2: <laughs> Should I watch it with my five-year-old Or
0: no No okay No uh, I would yeah. not watch it okay. With a five year old not. Side but note My brother wants that song Played at his funeral Nice Don't you forget about me
1: Yeah Oh I forget oh, that the name Oh that changes of the, band. the meaning Of the song forever Yeah isn't it crazy Yeah Anyway side note I didn't totally I didn't derail that I don't know what Shout it out to my brother there. Who I love dearly That's cool So good shout
0: out So anyways We have Carl here And what we want to unpack Is uh in your day job is to deal with juniors and seniors in high school, particularly within uh, the theo- theological realm because you're a theology teacher Correct. Um, at the Christian school. And I would love to know kind of what you have seen because you've been at this game, what, 15 years? Um, Almost. Yeah, yeah, in some um, form or fashion. uh, You've seen the shifts of spiritual life in the heart of kids and youth ministry in kids. So I just want to talk to you, like, what are high school kids, where are they at theologically? What are they wrestling with? What are you seeing in their faith life that maybe has changed over the last few years? And most importantly, what can we as parents do to help impact them and grow them spiritually? Because the the... The, the, the culture is throwing more and more, you're stupid to be a Christian. Mm. It's a crutch to be yeah. a Christian, and it's just mythology to be a Christian. Um, so what are you seeing, and, and what are the implications for us as parents? Well, I
2: I might challenge you that, um, that culture is telling you that it's dumb to be a Christian. I think um, more so what I'm seeing is that culture is saying, don't even think about it. Oh. Like, uh, most of what I see is apathy. Apathy is just... It rampant when it comes to high school kids, they uh, just they, they just don't, care. don't care. Why really? don't they care? I, I haven't really put my finger on that, um, but i I think it's it, I think it's it's more it's cultural wide. Like I don't care about much of anything, yeah. except for what my friends think of me.
1: Mm, interesting.
2: And I think I think social media has a lot to do with that, um, because I think.
1: And not even really what they think about you, but what they like. About, right. Like on.
2: Um, yeah, is that, you, is that kind
1: of what that's leading to?
2: Yeah, well, a little bit, because when we were growing up, we didn't have social media. So, like, you had your, your friends could influence you for just a, a period of time. But, you know, the sun went down, the lights came on, you had to come home. Right. Yeah. And then you got a break. And then your parents got to speak life into you. Mm. And your family spoke life into you. Um, but now... Like you have kids that go to sleep with their phones in their hands. And so until like the second that they fall asleep, they're having their friends dictate and tell them this is who you should be and this Ooh. is what's important. And you have influencers on social media saying this is what you, sh- who you should be and this is uh-huh. what's important. And so there's not a break. I think there's not a break for um, kids to kind of hear truth, real truth, as opposed to worldly truth.
0: So how are you seeing that influence them in the classroom and in their interactions with each other and their interactions with you? How have you seen that shifted because of that new reality?
2: Yeah. So, uh, when I first got into ministry and and working with, with high school kids, it was a lot about, Hey, what are we doing together? Um, and, and students, they, they sought us out because we had knowledge. We, we've done things, we've seen things, we've been places, um, that they haven't gone to, but, um, You know the internet is so readily available it's in their pocket every day that they can just google anything yeah anything that we could tell them they can google and find for themselves and what's scary is that they can google and find the answer that they're looking for rather than the truth
0: interesting so interesting if,
2: if this is if this is the answer i want if i want to go down this path even if i know it's wrong in my head I can find somebody somewhere on the Internet Who that will says justify that. okay. It. So, justify it.
0: so there's an echo chamber that the Internet is allowing kids to live within and it 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 can affirm deviant behavior and it can affirm false behavior, um which can embolden them in a in a very self destructive or just destructive area. Is Absolutely. that fair to say?
2: Absolutely. Well and, and it works the other way too. I mean you you have there's still kids out there that um you know faith is important to them. And so they're able to find ways to to grow on their own. Um, But it's like the internet, the access to information is just changing, changing
0: things. So then you, you said your role when you first started was one where you were the expert Mm-hmm. Right. And so you would have kids and conversations. Well, know, but expert. But yeah, yeah. but you, you had lived, lived more life right. and stuff like that. Now they can get access to that. So how has that changed your relationship to them? And what have you seen successful um, in actually connecting with them when no longer do they need you? Right. For lack of a better term.
2: Um, so the, the best way that I have found over the last three or four years connecting to students and be able to speak truth into them is to connect those truths that I want them to hear to truths that they already see. Okay. How do you mean? How do you mean? Whether it's, um, a lot of times it's, it, it's through music. Um, because kids are, I think like music was important to me growing up. Important to you. I know. I don't know about Bill. Was music important to you? Extremely important. Yeah. You know, like you
1: literally I was just singing an eighties song. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not that, well, but that singing. should have cued me <laughs> in. Wow.
2: Um, but you know, they, they walk around I and o- they're,
1: I, I feel offended. Uh, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I'll sing
1: about it. Hey. <laughs>
2: You were singing. I, I'm still not sure if you were singing the song you thought you were singing. Simple Minds.
1: <laughs> Simple Minds. that's the song, everybody. I couldn't think of it. Simple Minds. Simple Minds.
0: Um, it you works were singing a me. song, maybe not the one you thought you were singing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like you, you
2: see high school kids, they, they, have, they have their AirPods in and they're listening to music. All they, the like time. they have a soundtrack everywhere they go. And so, mm. like being able, so it forces me to listen to music I don't necessarily want to listen to. Okay. But it's what they're listening to. And so how can I connect the truth? Like, how can I find the truth in that music and be like, oh, so you listen to this? Yeah. You know, when he says that, like that's, you know, and a lot of times it's connecting bad truths, like half truths yeah. and mm. saying, well, this is, this is a better truth. This is mm. a more complete truth. Um, our movies, like I, I love movies because movies like, you know, there's every movie you, you can watch has biblical truth in it. Absolutely. Um, whether it's, presented as biblical truth or not it's biblical truth and so connecting that and saying hmm, well, well what about this
0: gotcha so so as a teacher what you're saying is be aware of the the culture that your kids are currently engaged in um and i know sometimes me as a dad i i want to try to protect them from that or mm-hmm. you know like Like, um, you know, my mom and dad used to, you know, say, you can't listen to that album or whatever. And I'd find a way to listen to that album. Well, now with Spotify and with Apple Music and everything else, there is nothing like that. Mm -mm. Like, if they want to listen to something, they're going to listen to it. And there's no way you can stop it. And so instead of trying to put up those hard boundaries, it's find out where they are and then connect truth to them where they're at. Rather than demanding that they come to you where you're at. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have... I've had more deeper theological conversations talking about a movie or a TV show or a song over the last couple of years than I have like, hey, let's dig into Acts and look at the early church. Gotcha.
1: Like what I'm, what what I'm hearing is just you're trying to learn to speak their language, hmm. and that's something that I think a lot of parents need to. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'll come home and and the kids are both on on devices, especially during the summer when you're running and they've got a lot of free time, and they're very zombie esque at that point. But um, with the the only thing that that that's one for us is is hey, what do you, yeah, exactly? what do you guys listen to? Yeah, you know, we'll 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 be in like the car, and some song will come on, and my daughter knows every line, and I'm like, how'd you learn that? And she's like, oh, I was on uh whatever TikTok or something, mm. and I'm like, oh, cool. What's your favorite? song? So it's scary because I'm like, because we we try to regulate when we can, um, but man, they know how to get around it almost instantaneously, and and to to you know for us just like you said it makes it a golden calf if you're like I'm taking it away they're right. going to find a way right. so so it's not to just placate and let them just do what they want to but to find a way to in I'll use the word invade in there and go mm-hmm. just like you said like how do we you know kind of hey what do you what do you read you know what are you watching what do you listen to And finding interest versus just finding a wall but to really gain interest even if you're scared parents to say i'm going to find interest in what you like because we can't move them from where they are if we just tear them away we can kind of we can for, for the a moment season. for right, you right. know for for a moment but just like you said we're going to we're going to re- rise up the rebellious attitude in them to go the heck with you i'm going
0: to now find a way to touch the wet paint so so what what you guys are kind of tapping onto is um parents and people in authority Excuse me. Used to be able to uh, give influence through information. Information is readily available. What we need to do is teach them how to think, which that information is not going to help them do. And that's scary and it's difficult and it's more messy than just saying, here's the information. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, you're a teacher. Um, What are you seeing parents do that is effective in helping teach kids to think? And what are some things you're seeing that parents are doing that's ineffective and they don't even realize it.
2: Yeah, that first part, first part is hard. Um, yeah, so you're already shaking
1: your head. You're like, yeah, I don't even know. I,
2: I, I, well, and I, I, the one, the kids that I see that are the most well-adjusted, they have had opportunity and are challenged to think critically. Ooh. And I, I we, we, I, I don't think we're raising kids anymore to think critically to say this is what I'm hearing, this is what I'm seeing. Let me filter that and process that and, and, and hold it up to what I know to be true mm. and then come up with my own idea. Um, we're, we're, I think kids are just saying, this is what I've been told. Or
0: therefore. this is the loudest voice on social media right yeah. now. This is what everyone's screaming, so it must be true because so it's it the loudest voice. Right. Correct. And, 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 and so and inviting them to that critical thought, how do you do that?
2: Challenge them. Challenge them. Um, you know, I every time i'm like well are you listening are you listening to the to what to what you're hearing to what people are saying do you do you really believe that well because a lot of times kids when you challenge them like that they're like well i, I don't i never really thought about it yeah i really don't know well let's what, what what do you believe then so like what is you know and it's you know scary for people in the church to hear this but what's your truth you know because yeah. we don't like we don't, you know there is one truth but what's your truth and and you got to start somewhere so that's where I start with the kids what's your truth like what what do you believe and then let, let's let's see if that holds weight
0: so so when we were growing up my dad would challenge me with rules and what I hear you saying now is our job as parents are not to challenge them with rules as much as it is particularly in the junior high and high school years to challenge them with questions yeah um, and to really have them force them to sort it out and even if at the end of the day they they come to a conclusion that you may not agree with, you have to celebrate the fact that they've come to a conclusion that's been thought out. Is that right. is yeah, that yeah. kind of what you're saying?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Celebrate the fact that they have their own genuine thought that it's not somebody else's loud voice, right? But it's it's theirs and it's processed through what they've experienced to this point.
1: You know, Paul Paul talked about this in the scriptures about you know he when when he went into. Um, help me out i'm sorry guys but when he went into i think it was corinth but the city where he said hey i noticed that you had a god that was labeled the unknown god right and he goes so that that was the basis that created an interest and he was like let me tell you about him yeah and so so he found a common ground that they were already doing that was their truth at the time and he brought real truth to their truth and just said here it is, absolutely, friend. and I think it caused them to create a conflict, and I think that that's a healthy conflict. That even now we can do the same thing with this quote-unquote unknown God, that these kids are still trying to pursue after. I, you know, I, I have met many amazing college, uh, high school students who want to speak up, and they have real questions, and so many times they get shut down in the church because their their questions sound subordinate. You know, they sound right. they sound they sound. They sound uh, uh, They're not more, orthodoxy. Yes, yes, and so so because it's not clean, like you said, it's very very messy. Uh, most parents fear away from that, but uh, parents, you have what it takes. You have the most. Com- you have the most capital in your kids' lives besides the teachers who see them eight hours a day and engage them and may say nice things to them, but you have the most capital to impact them. So invading them with where they are in their current social media, in their current music, in their current. Uh, you know, you, YouTube videos that they love to do, and pulling yourself alongside them and taking silly Snap Snapchat pictures together, only shows them that you care about who they
0: are in the current paradigm. So you invade not to catch them, right? Yeah, um, but to help them process because, like, yes. pornography is a big just, deal. My kids, are, them. right? Pornography is a big deal within our culture, and with technology the way it is, you'd be a fool to think that your ten-year-old, eleven-year-old has not seen pornography on mm-hmm. some level. And so, definitely, you want to protect yes. them at some point and you put up the filters, but when you catch them, you can easily say, don't do that ever again. Right. That doesn't actually help the process. You need to enter into the hard conversation about the reality of pornography, what it does to the wiring of the synapses in the brain, how it affects your view of humanity, of people, of the embodiment of God and other people. And, see, you know, and so you have to engage in that conversation to make that happen. Is that fair to say?
2: Absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Do you find parents that are doing that well um, or 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 what are you seeing? How are you seeing that play out in the, the school setting for you?
2: In relation to pornography, oh, or just it, just in general? Speaking in general. Well,
0: in, 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 uh, use pornography because that's kind of the third rail. But yeah. it could be, let's say you you and your your wife have established a house that there's not cussing. Right. But the songs that they're listening to are inundated with cussing, yeah. right? right. Um, so it could be music. It could be social media where all of a sudden you realize your daughter posted a picture where um, a little too much cleavage is showing, and it's two steps away from just being there. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that kind of stuff can be there as well.
2: well I, I think a tendency is to kind of turn a blind eye and, and pretend that it's not there. But what I see work most is when parents acknowledge this but say, but it's not for us. Oh so acknowledge that yeah there's there's cussing all around like i it's really hard, I have young kids, and so you know i I can't listen to talk radio. it's like sports talk radio that's what I listen to most of the time when I'm driving by myself, but I have to change I have to change it or if like a song comes or song stops, you know I'm listening to a radio station and a song stops, and the people start talking I'm like, well, I can't listen to that because there's gonna to be cussing in there right i don't I don't need my five year old hearing that right, and so um, but talking about acknowledging, like, yeah, this is around us, but just because we hear it doesn't make it acceptable. Just so, because we see it doesn't make it acceptable. So how, yeah. do we,
0: how do we create this balance of boundaries, which we need to have? And it, it's not just, I think the boundaries also need to be set up, like when can you access technology and when can you not access technology? It breaks my heart that so many kids that you're talking about go to sleep with the phone in their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one of the boundaries we have in our family is like the phones at 8 o'clock are plugged in downstairs. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, they'll wake up and they'll have a hundred text messages from their friend group and they'll feel like they've missed out. But at the reality, I know that boundary. So how do yeah. we balance boundaries and having healthy boundaries and that idea of invading and getting connected to, you know, and helping them ultimately set the boundaries? Because eventually they leave the house and they have to learn how to set their own boundaries. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So how do we do that? Well, as parents,
1: you know, I think I think. Even the scriptures talks about that God's mercies are new every morning. So we have an opportunity to reset this. Don't use the excuse that, well, I've, you know, we've been doing this so long. How do we stop this train? You have authority to stop this train right now. Be on the same page. Draw a dark line that you say this is the boundary. And if you have to start way out, so, so they're already falling off the cliff. We'll start at start the cliff, work okay. together, gotcha. and, ha- and have, have a game plan that in, you know, in, in a few weeks we're going to move that back. We're going to move that back some more. So, you know, um, even, even sometimes you can quit cold turkey. You know, I have buddies who have quit cold turkey on, on alcohol or smoking because of a crisis that causes them to put that line back. Because they see that the cliff is really, really bad falling off. These kids don't see the cliff no as dangerous. So you need to set that boundary to go, this is dangerous. And then mo- keep moving it backwards, but creating that conversation, but standing by your boundaries.
0: And realizing, it, and you alluded to it earlier, when that boundary is crossed, It's not the end of the world. There has to be grace. There has to be mercy. There has to be that forgiveness and that second chance or that third chance or that fourth chance. Because again, our goal is to prepare these young adults to be functioning adults where they have healthy boundaries so they can be a great husband, a great friend, and a great dad down the road.
2: Absolutely. Well, and I I think what's interesting is we talked at the beginning kind of about how um, with social media and, and internet, like they have access to information and they have lots of information. But also what I've seen is that because of technology, maturity-wise, our our kids are maturing slower yeah. than they used to. Like Interesting. I, I, see, I see juniors and senior guys flirting with girls the way I flirted with girls in sixth and seventh grade. You know, like yeah. I'm going to push them, I'm going to touch them, you know, I'm going to grab their arm, things like that. Like they, you know, when I was... At, they, they don't have the maturity to interact with a female the way I interacted in high school. Does that make sense? And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes like a lot of the, sense. There's, there's, the maturation. I think I think it's because I don't. You know, I don't have numbers or anything, but I think it's because of social media, and because of access to devices.
0: Well, and think about the. So and and
2: th- they, they don't have the. You know, we interacted. Because we didn't have devices, so right. like like we we were forced to interact with each other. And now there's devices all along, and so it, it's I, I believe it slowed our maturation process in well, our in it, our kids.
0: It makes sense because think about the rock stars on YouTube and the rock stars, in that what are they celebrated doing? Well, immature things. They yeah. play games all day, and they make millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they engage in this gluttony where they're like, I'm gonna eat 500 different kinds of Twinkies, and exactly. you know, I'm gonna take a bath with Twinkies, and it's all this gluttony, all this childish stuff mm-hmm. yeah. that they're doing as adults and the kids are seeing them like oh well if i want to be successful that must be the road to success is yeah. the immaturity and doing the 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 silliness rather than growing up and saying no no no, no. success is completely, right. completely different than that
1: yeah absolutely yeah no i think it's good i think i think we we invade we create a culture um you know we we, we create a culture of, of boundaries, but lovingly, we, 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 we get involved in who they are because these kids want us to be involved. I mean, I've, I've truly never met a child who says, I don't want to do with my parents at a, at, at a current paradigm. Even, even a 17-year-old said, I mean, even if my dad jumped in at that point, would things have been different? Now, these guys are telling me hindsight 20 years later, but right. said, I still wanted my dad to engage me. So, so, so parents, don't be afraid to step in the awkward, Ooh. create the conversation, start to create those boundaries so these kids don't keep falling off the cliff. Right. But that takes involvement. So that may be us going, I'm going to free up my schedule because these kids are important. I'm going to free up my schedule from the things that I think are so valuable to my identity that that someday right. when that machine is beeping its last, those kids are by my side and they're not, they're not, they're not grateful that I am about to pass away. And so
0: the boundaries you set up, you need to be willing to live with. Live with. Yeah. My wife and I had this great moment um, where there's no technology at the table. Except for Tara and I. <laughs> and we were both on the phones one day, and um, we were eating dinner, and the kids were talking and having a great time, and all of a sudden there's quiet, and mom and I are doing whatever we're doing on our phones, you know. And uh, uh, my youngest goes, I thought there was no technology at the table. <sighs> and I'm like, mm. yeah. We were just yep. testing to see if you could if you were aware. <laughs> right. right. But I do think you need to have boundaries and and so yeah. you know again going back to the conversation we had uh, at the previous podcast with Carl, you and your wife have to get on the same page. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. there's no no longer an opportunity for you to just figure it out. You have to get on the same page. You have to talk through these things. You have to monitor to a certain degree what's going yeah. on yeah. and be ready for the conversations that will arise from that.
2: Yeah. And, and play the long game too. Like you, you can you You can invest and y- your kids might hate you for it or at, in the moment, like they may not like it yeah um, but it, you're that's not, okay yeah you're parenting's a, a marathon it 's not a sprint, so that they might hate you in that day, and it might take ten years for them to come back around and be like i 'm really glad you did that i'm nice. really I'm really glad we we uh that you you didn't let me just fall off,
0: yeah one of the things we did uh, yesterday, actually um the kids woke up and they immediately got on t v and they played Xbox and whatever blah blah blah, it was ten o 'clock in the morning. And half of them have consumed breakfast. The other half had not. And we're like, okay, done. No more technology the rest of the day. And they were furious with us at first. Absolutely furious. But at the end of the day, guess what? We're all sitting outside on the patio. And my son's like, man, it was so nice not to play Fortnite today. It was just fun to hang out as a family. I'm like, yeah, but you hated me at 10 o'clock. He goes, yeah.
1: Yeah. I did.
0: But you gave them a chance to experience something they don't normally experience. And they realize Mm. how good... And, and, and sweet, that actually is, you know? And so parents, be a parent. You're not a friend. Help right. them set the boundaries that later on in life, because our big thing was like, no technology. Go create something. I don't care. Go climb a tree. I don't care. Go do something that's useful or frivolous, but it has nothing to do with technology.
1: You know, because even as the ball continues to roll with technology, there's going to be the, the next generation that comes up, and we have an opportunity now to train our kids on how to talk to their kids. So so maybe we think, oh, we failed, it's been 16 years and we failed on this. We can still create a new course for our next generation, for those grandkids right. who, who are gonna come up after them to say, you know, I was 16 and this started, but I started seeing the value in this when I was 20. Right. As I my parents fought it from 16 to 20, but now I see why they did what they did, and they can change the course not just for me, but for those who come after me.
0: All right, so in wrapping up, what would be some boundaries that you would think would be healthy for the young families, kids, let's say, Eight and younger, and then let's go eight to like um, thirteen, and then let's do the high school. Let's come up with some boundaries that maybe dads and moms could start to wrestle with. Well, for the younger kids, let's go first. Well, you mentioned no technology and the use of technology. Like
2: it's it's crazy. It, it it's easy when you're when you're stressed and when you have a lot of things to do, to plop a kid down in front of a screen. Yes, you mm-hmm. know I, my my three-year-old knows how to work my iPhone. Yeah. and navigate. Yeah. You know
0: and get to Netflix and watch Daniel well, Tiger or yeah, whatever yeah
2: so um and, and we're realizing like that's kind of lazy parenting mm. and and we're you know and sometimes it, it it's not necessary but sometimes that's what we fall back to right yeah um but w- we're very cognizant of hey let's 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 limit our screen time especially in summertime because yeah. um you know kids get bored really fast and right. so um, and sometimes they can be creative and sometimes they can't. And
0: so, so maybe some boundaries for the younger kids is when you're out to eat at a restaurant, don't let your kid watch TV. Right. Yeah. Like force them to learn how to in- engage with and be a part of a conversation at the dining room table and make sure that you're doing the same thing. Um, don't fall into the habit of saying, I'm stressed, I'm tired. Just give the kid a screen to get a, a break. Figure out a different way to do break. Right. Take them to a park and let them play. And you can have downtime by yourself. Um, and, and so set some of those boundaries for the the older kids, the, the preteens to early adolescence. Um, you know, uh, what would be some healthy boundaries that you guys would say? Because let's, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade kids are getting phones, you know. And if not a phone, they're getting at least an old phone that they can get Internet access with. What would be some healthy boundaries there considering like bedtimes and screen times and things yeah. like that? You mean for the for the adolescents, pre preteens, and adolescents. I mean, there, there's a few things. Obviously,
1: bed bedtimes we're we're kind of terrible at that at certain times, and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, everyone's done at this point. But I would definitely say, also, in the midst of it, giving them, showing them the value of things that are other that are exciting, planning, planning things as a family, whether it's simply going swimming or. Cooking s'mores at night or whatever, but getting them, creating a culture mm. that says there is more out there, especially at that that age when when they're getting shot with so many things that are of of value online. Oh, right. this, this video or that, or you know, everybody's everybody's watching that Everybody's watching this, but creating a culture of excitement outside of there. But that starts with us going yeah. how we can be intentional. Whether it's hey, I'm gonna hey, we're gonna f- plan to go fishing on saturday or whatever and then then getting them involved with prepping getting you know saying that stuff Or hey what would you like or even if it's simply even for that picking out lures that they like you know whatever but creating an excitement towards something that has nothing to do with 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 technology right well Um, and,
2: and just creating a rhythm of we're family together like yeah like friends will come and go and we may move but we'll always have each other and so like being able to to be friends with with your siblings and to enjoy time, just us. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Damn. So having a hard and um, no technology time during the evening or during yeah. the day. Um, I, I do think one of my friends did a brilliant thing when their daughter turned 10, they were responsible to cook one meal a week. Nice. And that's uh, cool. That's cool. And, I, and, and it slayed me because I realized my daughters were older and I'm like, they don't know how to cook. And we've done a little bit of that, but to, to come back and say, you know, you're responsible for dinner tonight. And even if it's mac and cheese, you're cooking it, you know, and after the fourth time of mac and cheese, you need to cook something different, Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and to really engage them in like learning how to be a, a functioning human yeah. beyond the house. Yeah. 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 You know? Um, so, and the teenagers, what would you say, particularly Carl, I'm intrigued to hear from you. What are some healthy yeah. boundaries that teenagers maybe can start to incorporate into their own life?
2: Well, I really like one of um, the latest updates on on the Apple phone was um, like it tells you your screen time and your usage, and you can put boundaries on how much social media usage there are. And it's really funny. I'm, I'm gonna kind of throw my wife under the bus. Cause, That's probably good. Yeah, I, I think so. It helps every day. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, she she had she set those up with the with the download, and every day, not every day, but some days she's like, "Well, I'm just gonna go right past this." Right. You know, it's so like. It's there, but she just goes on by it, but having those I think those are, are smart and, and key uh, and could really benefit high school kids to be like, "Hey, look, you're only getting x amount of social media time, mm. use it wisely, right like I'm going to put a password in there that you're not going to get right yeah and it's this is this is it, you know, and and having those boundaries of how much time can they spend on a screen in, in front of their face and on social media versus looking at the people around them right. and yeah, being yeah, in yeah. the moment.
0: And I know my my son will push back and say, but this is how I connect with my friends. And what I yeah. n- need to realize is, okay, well then we're doing a sleepover tomorrow night. Yeah. And your friends are going to come yeah. over here and you're not playing a game. You're not playing Fortnite. You're not playing Minecraft. You're doing something else. And you got to actually interact with the people around you, like face to face. Yeah, mm-hmm. give
2: them a different, a different option to connect with their friends.
0: Right,
1: right. You yeah. notice we didn't, maybe this is wrong, but I heard this a while ago that um, uh, there was a, a a dad who started so during the summer now they had to have like a big hearty book but every book that they read that was pretty hearty and i'm not talking like a kids book or like a graphic novel but it was a book um, they paid them 10 bucks oh wow so almost kind of like you're getting paid so i know that some parents would hate that and say it's bribery or whatever but i'm like your your kids are involved in something and you're you're giving them something excited about like so right. so they read the book they get a little money they can go do something with it they're still not on technology right. and i know most parents would say i would pay 10 bucks to get my kids off their off their phone maybe they say a cliche but I would personally pay ten dollars to get my kid off their phone. Right. And if it's gonna cause them to, to read and engage something, you're you're only helping them. They're seeing the value of work. And yeah. even though a book doesn't have to work, but they're you're pulling them away and they're getting involved and honestly the more they do it the more that things change in them beyond just not looking at their phone.
0: So going all the way back, maybe it's we as parents need to become more wise with our technology and our views of technology um, because it was kind of thrust on us when we were in our 20s and 30s when most of our social behaviors were already formed and we knew how to interact. And now we just threw it at our kids because we thought it was a toy and it's not a toy. So we have to have wisdom about it and then start to impose that wisdom or impart that wisdom um, onto our kids. Yeah, yeah. is well, that fair? It. To say
2: that's it. I think it's also like you kind of touched on it, Bill. But I, I think giving them opportunities to practice adulting. Yeah. Um, in a safe place. So, let them get a part-time job. Yeah. Maybe force them to get a part-time job and practice working. What does it mean to work? What does it mean to have money? What does it mean to budget? Yeah. Um, learning how to cook, Travis. You know, yeah. like giving them these opportunities because it's a safe place to fail. It's a safe like because they're not going to go out and it's not going to their rent doesn't rely on their part-time yeah. job yeah. electricity doesn't electricity doesn't rely on them being successful in their you know in what they're doing so giving them opportunities to practice adulting to practice being you know moving forward as yeah. opposed to just uh do what you want you
1: know
0: right i love you guys good stuff um, today very good stuff um you don't have to go into this with fear Because God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity. He gave us power and wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. And so you have been called to this. You've been gifted for this. Engage in it. Don't run from it. Um, And be bold and courageous and help your kids gain wisdom. And pray often. Yeah, pray Pretty often. Yeah, no, we didn't. We
1: didn't touch on that. So something else we need to definitely talk about in in the future is more praying over your kids. Mm. But and parents, with your kids, parents, you were given these kids uh, as as a gift from God to steward them, and it is it is your job. You have what it takes to do this. So begin to speak right. life the way that the way that you you see God leading right. you to speak.
0: And so. you may and you may not be able to influence culture, but you can influence the kids in your family. Yeah. You can influence your spouse. You mm-hmm. can influence yourself, and so Engage in that uh, as faithfully as possible. Yeah. Love it. Good talk today. All right, you guys. Thanks legacy lot, As always, uh, if you want, uh, reach out to us at infononegacy.org. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We're there. Uh, We always love your questions. We love your comments. And uh, God bless you guys. Have a great day. All right. Thanks for listening to Buy Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.